listening to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Free Press columnist Jen Zerati. I am your other co-host, Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. And welcome to our pop cultural catch-up on all things Winnipeg and beyond. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about a whole bunch of things today. A whole bunch of Winnipeg things today. Yes. We're going to talk about the uh, zoo booze, booze debacle. At the zoo. Booze, booze at the, the zoo. zoo. So clever, Jen. I know. I really, I actually think I stole it from one of our headlines. <laughs> Um, Red River College's expansion in the exchange. Yeah. And then more about dogs because... Why not? Because why not? It's our podcast, our rules. So good. So how was your week? Uh, It was a combination of feeling like I didn't do that much, but actually being very busy all the time. Do you ever get that feeling? I do. And it usually is because I'm doing all the work surrounding writing and not actual writing. Yeah. And I had a problem in the past week that has not been a problem before this, but a lot of my interviewees either didn't call me when they were supposed to or didn't pick up the phone when I called. And it happened three times in a week. Musicians. I know, but it's never happened before like this. So I was really grumpy all week because no one was answering their GD phone, you know? (laughs) (laughs) To be perfectly honest with you, that was a big defining because for those of you who may not know, I used to be the music writer at the Free Press Mm -hmm. and then Erin took over for me when I moved on to my column and she moved off doing all her web editing, all those kinds of duties. And one of my biggest things that I was like, "Mm, I won't miss this about music writing was phoners that never just... Yeah. You know, having to get up, having to get to work early, calling someone and then, you know, it because it kind of gives you a complex. It makes it you does. feel like you're just like stood up for a series it of It does. Dates. And I mean, all of them eventually worked out and they were like sure. immensely apologetic. Like one of them was jet lagged and he just missed the call. He didn't know what day it was. Like one of them didn't know it was on his schedule because it was kind of a last minute thing. But nevertheless, I'm always just like irate at the time because I'm on deadline and I need to get this done and... So I had a very, I was really grumpy all week, to be quite honest. I sent that since I sit next to you. (laughs) See the steam like coming out of my ears. Yeah. Um, What were you up to this week? Um, What was I? I had kind of the opposite week. So it was much more um, output than input, we'll say, um, with writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I am going to use this time to talk about everyone's favorite subject in Winnipeg, and that's the weather and what's going on. It's April. I know. I, I know. I know that you shouldn't be surprised and that it will probably snow again mm-hmm. and you'll curse me for saying that. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm so ready for it to be warm and nice. Well, that and definitely contributed to the grumps this for week. For sure. Definitely. I'm tired of wearing boots. I'm tired of wearing socks and pants. Like, honestly. <laughs> my skin needs to breathe and get some vitamin D. My shoulders, however, do not need <laughs> Let's to Let's not get back in that. We again. do not need to get back into that. But yeah, so it's just, it's hard. Like, what I love about living in Winnipeg is that you do have four distinct seasons. And mm-hmm. I think it makes you appreciate them that much more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the tease of, of spring when it lasts like a week and then disappears again, it's... And it's funny. I was actually it's looking rough. on Facebook and one of my friends just swears by the farmer's almanac. And when we got, when we had that. S- <laughs> That's old school. And I, I'm, I know. I'm and, into it. And, and she's not like that old. She's probably in her late thirties. Um, and uh, I didn't know they still made a farm. Yeah, farmers. they do. And she was posting on Facebook how uh, 
back when we had that little warm spurt when it was like 20 degrees for a few days. Mm-hmm. And she posted, she's like, don't get too into this, guys, because the Farmer's Almanac says it's going to snow at the end of April. And everyone was like, no, you're crazy. It's going to yeah. be warm. And then sure enough, things took a turn like super fast and it snowed right on the day that the Almanac said it was going to snow. Whoa. I know. See, Those farmers know everything. Well, and <laughs> kind of related to that, you know how everyone seems to be more into astrology and crystals and mm-hmm. how talking about how everything is in retrograde. Mm-hmm. I feel like the farmer's almanac should maybe have a comeback. Well, I should make it this cool. This has turned me into a believer because if you're, it's 20 degrees and you're going to predict snow two weeks later, like I, I am, I am a convert. Mm-hmm. Um, the zoo announced that they were seeking to become a fully licensed area as opposed to just being licensed for special events and in the was it the tundra grill that's in there yes they're they're licensed there yes always and so is the park cafe in the qualico center right now because i've been doing monthly features at Assiniboine park and i did a story in march about the pavilion and there's no restaurant in there right now. They're mm-hmm. retrofitting the pavilion. They, there was a discovery of water up in the upstairs gallery. And as they said, when you find water around priceless works of art, you tend to move a little quicker. So right. they're looking for a new restaurant tenant, which would be great. Because right now, if you want to go for like a glass of wine, there's nowhere to do that. Because the Park Cafe closes at 4 or 4.30. And I think the zoo closes relatively early most days. Yeah. So I am, I am pro. I am pro booze at the zoo. I am also pro booze at the zoo. And what I thought was the funniest part was how outraged people got about people it. People were mad. They're like, the animals are going to be drunk. There's going to be drunks around <laughs> our kids. There's going to be cans in the enclosures. The, the, the most popular one was people are going to get drunk and climb into the enclosure. And I'm like, just because you have a beer doesn't mean you go insane and like try to <laughs> climb into a tiger enclosure. And also my beef with it is that they already have a licensed server service on the zoo grounds. And, and I, I, I really don't. It's funny how sometimes people leap to pandemonium. It's true. Which is, you know, maybe a clever pun with pandas. <laughs> oh, good job. Pandemonium. I didn't even think about that. Um, but I think more what it's for is to encourage private events. For and, sure. and instead of having to apply and get a new liquor license, Every single time. And I think there's a broader argument to be made about liquor licensing and all the arcane laws in Manitoba. And also um, having to shell out the cash every time. I don't know what the cost benefit would be to getting a permanent one versus paying each time you have to do it. But. I think it's just, I think it would have to make things easier yeah. to just be able to have events at the zoo or be able to like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to walk around with a beer. I don't think anyone is getting hammered at the zoo. <laughs> exactly. Um, or that was the other criticism. I was like, well, we can't even enjoy the zoo with our kids without being drunk. Like, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure no one is saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think, uh, Plus, I, think it- I think the majority of mishaps that happen at the zoo are, you know, the fault of children. And obviously they're not drunk. So like... <laughs> You have a good story oh, yeah. about <laughs> about children at the I zoo. I have to apologize to my brother in advance because I'm going to tell this story. We're telling the story because yeah. I was there. Yeah. So Jen and my brother went to elementary school together just by coincidence. And they had a field trip to... And geography. We grew up on similar... Yeah. yeah in, near, in the neighbor, same neighborhood. But they did a field trip to the zoo when they were in grade five, six, something in there. I feel like we were younger, younger, but maybe not. So regardless, my brother was looking at the red pandas 
and his hat fell into the enclosure and the pandas went and they took it and he was mortified. He was so upset. I'm pretty sure he cried. I laughed. <laughs> and I'm laughing still. So it's like this this is the kind of stuff that happens at the zoo. Like I'm really not concerned about. I forgot it was your brother for whom that happened because that story was be like so mad. Oh, he shouldn't be because that was like a elementary school legend. The the hat and the red pandas. Aww, so Mark. Yeah. So sorry, bro. Yeah. He never got that hat back, did he? He did not. And he also does not enjoy going to the zoo anymore. <laughs> well, and see, and booze was not involved in either no. of those. Right. So. so I think the the point of this is that booze at the zoo, A plus from Jen and Aaron. Moving on. Yes. Red River College. Yeah. That was an interesting story. Yeah. So they are a uh, $90 million expansion expansion that's mm-hmm. happening um near the princess street campus mm-hmm. which apparently is called the roblin center yeah i didn't know that either i went there and i didn't know that but anyway <laughs> um so yeah so they're expanding which is great because we've kind of seen the uw sprawl along portage avenue which, which is also has great been cool and so now it's nice to see red river kind of claiming mm-hmm. the exchange and um this building that i think it's named something related to do with innovation the innovation center i believe it's uh-huh. called so yeah so i think it's uh and the feds are kicking in what 40 million i think yes yeah. so i think uh i think that is going to be great for oh yeah that area i am pro anything <laughs> that brings i haven't had enough coffee to do this <laughs> uh i'm pro of anything that brings more people to the downtown area because more people automatically makes things safer right so yeah for sure and i think um the exchange has been sort of a really interesting spot to look at mm-hmm. because of that like i wrote a column must have been last year and myself and a few of my creative communications classmates were on the cover of the free press <laughs> and it was just we were probably the i think either the second or third creative communications class that had even been at that campus it was brand new at the time mm-hmm. it used to be at the notre dame campus and the story was kind of about you know here's these like new students and new life to the exchange and you know how maybe winnipeg isn't such a frozen godforsaken <laughs> hockey rink and it got me thinking stumbling upon that 10 year old mm-hmm. cover of the free press i wrote a column about how much the exchange and in fact the city has changed in the yes. last decade yeah um when i graduated winnipeg was very much a place that you left it wasn't a place that you stayed yeah and if you did end up staying while well, something was wrong with you and you couldn't like quote unquote get out yeah you and, couldn't make it yeah, yeah but now i think that's really changing and i think people are excited about what's going on here yeah we're such a foodie city and i i have to say that i really appreciate everyone all the business owners who have taken the time to start or open on main street on portage totally because it is a huge risk to do that but the only way that things are going to get better is if more people do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so i think it i mean the next thing i would like to see is have a downtown that didn't close at 6 p.m yeah i mean that is a huge problem but it's really encouraging to me to see how much has happened in that area in a relatively short amount of time so i I know it's become a real destination in winnipeg and i think it's kind of like i know for a long time osborne was automatically the coolest neighborhood in the city but i think exchanges well it has been for the last few years yeah for sure exchange has kind of stolen stolen that title (laughs) so and i know people always want to punch me in the face when i say this but i still think winnipeg is going to be the new portland you know i think people 
are going to get hip to the fact that you can buy a really decent house here for $300,000 that you, you know, there's so many uh, artistic, there's a huge artistic community, whether it's like craft or music or fine arts or whatever. And people are going to start realizing that it's a not terrible place to live. And I also think we're getting away from the idea that you have to move to a larger city to, you know, make a go uh if if especially if you work in creative jobs well i moved back i moved back here from new york city and i stayed yeah well see you're an example right there so we just we need more errands is the, <laughs> <laughs> more errands be like Aaron. <laughs> um also wanted to talk about dogs so if you've been reading the Winnipeg Free Press, you know that we've been experimenting with bringing our dogs to work. Mm-hmm. And that project has wrapped up, but we're, we've decided that we're going to continue. continue, But so, not quite in the same way. We're no, only going to, so, instead of every day, it's going to be potentially two days a week. And then those who bring in their dogs are supposed to bring in a donation as well to um, to the to the bucket and it'll go to one of our charities that does free press support so yeah so it's uh I thought it went really well Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed having the dogs at work and if you follow me on any social media platforms I've posted (laughs) photos of a lot of the dogs including Lisa Dahl's dog Oliver and I think my most successful tweets usually when I'm on Twitter it's like three likes and no retweets (laughs) (laughs) but Photos of Oliver, very popular. Ollie is not only a newsroom celebrity, but I think he's going to be a Winnipeg celeb pretty soon. I think soon. he is too. And so you can follow him on Instagram. <laughs> and also you can see all the photos at hashtag WFP dogs exactly. on they're, Instagram they're and all Twitter. Adorable. Yeah. But when I was tweeting, I was using, I was calling them doggos. Yep. Because I am really into doggo lingo, as it's called. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing Which until is, someone I posted a story this yeah. week. It was on M- NPR, right? Yeah. yeah, NPR did a deep dive. Like, it, this was a... I was impressed with how in-depth this feature was on doggo lingo, which I didn't really realize I was participating in. It was kind of like like any internet language where you just sort of, over time, adopt it. And so I'm a big fan. Like, doggo, pupper. Apparently, like, a wide dog is called a loaf. Yeah, I didn't know that. Corgis are corgos. And then there's like a cat thing where they stick out their tongue. It's called a blep. Yep. Bernie bleps all the time. Or, or a mlem. I didn't even know one. Or blem? Is it blem? Mlem. Oh. A mlem. M-L-E-M. Oh, okay. Is when like, when you see photos of dogs and like their tongue is like covering their, their nose. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's but very I'm, specific. It is very specific. But it's a thing. And you can track sort of the linguistic evolution of doggo lingo online and there's experts that have talked about it so so what's the difference between a doggo and a pupper i think they can be interchangeable all perception pupperino is also <laughs> that makes me just think of pepperoni which is <laughs> totally. not a good not a good thing to <laughs> interchange um i think it's the same as puppies and dogs to be honest oh so. okay that makes much more sense. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't draw that connection but I think, myself. <laughs> I, think, uh, I was trying to say that in the most not condescending way I could. <laughs> but I Let's also Jen, think... it's been a long week. I also feel like if your dog is really fluffy, it's more of a pupper. Versus a doggo seems like a solid, like, I want to squeeze your trunk. <laughs> but I really enjoy cor- corgos as well for corgis. Yeah. Loaf. Yeah, thick. That's another one. Oh but God. spelled Please with two stop. C's. Please stop. I know. I can't handle this. It's See, just other... well beyond my comprehension. Well, and the other thing about internet language is that it really needs to be written and not 
spoken, I feel. So we've just made all those words deeply uncool and now everyone will stop using them. As per usual, our last segment of the day is um, what are you reading, watching, and or listening to? Mm-hmm. And as Jen knows, I am in a book club. So uh, we meet. Everyone's in a book club. I know. Mine's the best one. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean that as an attack on you being like doing what everyone else <laughs> Sorry is Sorry for reading, Jen. Hi, I say doggo in every second <laughs> post. But it just seems like there's kind of been an uptick in in book clubs and I like it because yeah. it means people are reading books. Well, I was in one in New York that we were we were pretty pretty good about meeting once every month and uh, we would actually talk about the book and not just drink, which I think is the perception a lot of people have about book clubs is that you talk about the book for 5 minutes and then you proceed to just have a casual get together. That's why I'm in a wine club. Right. You don't have any false perceptions. Um so we read a book called Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. It was sort of like a science thriller kind of thing that messed with my head a lot and actually gave me nightmares. Whoa, really? Yeah, and I can't really explain too, too much about it without totally giving it away. But basically, uh, the main character's name is Jason. Mm -hmm. And um, a man captures him and, like, takes over his life. And then there's, like, parallel universes, multiverses, time travel on, like, a parallel plane it's very confusing but also really good i would highly recommend it that sounds highly disturbing and of course his name is jason because <laughs> yeah. historically that's not i mean the name. best part that's a scary oh, name I, I don't know if i can say <laughs> well it's been out for two years so i feel like spoiler whatever but there's a part where um he encounters many other jasons from different universes and they all are in one like group chat together online and so it's like jason nine entered the conversation oh <laughs> and it's very funny but kind of dark and kind of weird but interesting very interesting cool yeah speaking of disturbing chilling all those things Mm -hmm. um i've started watching the handmaid's tale Mm -hmm. which is the new television adaptation of margaret atwood's 1985 dystopian classic what station is that going to be on in canada it's going to be on bravo okay and it starts this weekend it's a hulu show um it is very good so it's starring elizabeth moss from mad men Mm -hmm. fame as uh offred who is one of the handmaids. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who else? There's a bunch of people in it. Samira Wiley from Orange is the New Black. Oh, really? And Dowd is in it. Everybody's in it. Um, Alexis Bledel is also mm. is also in there. She, you know what? She's actually, she's actually. I have issues with her because she's always going to be stupid Rory in my head. <laughs> you know what? This might be the role that takes her out of that. Okay. That for you. Okay. But you were saying to me that you have never. Nope. I've never read it. I read don't know the I have actually no idea what it's about. I never even read a synopsis. No idea. That blows my mind. It's kind of, it's essential reading, I feel, as both can lit, but also as if you are a feminist or care about women or people or anything, <laughs> it's it's worth it. So reading. you're saying I should read it is what you're I'm saying. I'm saying you should read it, okay. particularly now. Okay. I think that's why everyone's freaking out about this adaptation because Handmaid's Tale has been adapted many, many times. Mm-hmm. Most recently uh, or most familiarly to, that's not a word, but you know what I'm trying to say. I do. Uh, to Winnipeggers um, with the Royal Winnipeg Ballet commissioning mm-hmm. a adaptation um, that opened their season in 2013. Um, so I think why it's so powerful now is because people who said things like, oh, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. That'll never happen. Oh, okay. 
are realizing, oh my God, that can happen. Right. So the story is about a, basically the United States gets taken over and becomes a totalitarian theocracy wherein women are stripped of their rights and they're basically mm-hmm. forced to be breeders the fertile ones are become handmaids mm-hmm. and are forced to reproduce for powerful men and their wives so offred is one and she's called offred because she's literally of fred who's the name of her commander Ah, uh, okay um she tells the story okay and it's really harrowing and it's really good and it's the, first person it's first person oh um interesting and i believe it's first person i actually don't it's been a while since i've read it but she's our main character our narrator, narrator basically okay. but where this adaptation is so successful i think is in how um dark it is and how richly photographed it is and it Mm -hmm. really um it's really great so i highly recommend it and i don't think you necessarily have had to have read the book okay in order to get a lot out of it and then you uh wrote a column i did so i'll have a column in saturday's paper about uh about the handmaid's tale and feminism because interestingly a lot of the cast members and crew members have not been using that word to describe it even though Hmm. i would say the handmaid's tale is like the feminist bible so and if you want to read anything else that we have written, you can visit www.winnipegfreepress.com. You can. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jens Rowdy. And I'm at Naya Rabble, which is my name backwards. And we will see you next Friday. Bye.